All right, everyone, welcome back. I am Chase. I'm Christian. We are the Iron Fantasy S Experts here for round nine of Monster Energy Supercross and right. for Iron Fantasy S Experts. Welcome if you're watching. Also remember, if you don't have time to watch it, you can also listen to the podcast, all the major platforms. Easy to do. Yeah. Only helps you, so. Watch it or listen to it. This week, though, we are headed to... Atlanta. Atlanta. If only we had a point for every time someone said, hot Atlanta. We'd be in the lead. We'd be in the lead. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> All right, but before we talk about Atlanta this week and our track trends, first, let's talk about some recaps that we saw last week in Detroit. All right, Christian, Detroit came and went. Let's uh, talk about some results here. Pretty surprising. Tomac making the charge, taking the overall. Like a boss. Neither I mean, one of Tomac us had him in back. first to start. Tomac back. Tomac back. That's what I'm Tomac saying. Tomac got back. <laughs> yep. I like it. So Tomac, first place. Cooper Webb didn't look good in the first main, but he made a strong comeback to finish second mm -hmm. overall. Mr. Chad Reed, number 22. He says nobody's getting a perfect score this week. I'm taking third. He doesn't care. <laughs> All right. I like it. Ken Rocks in fourth place. Blake Baggett, fifth. fifth. And Justin Brayton. Justin Brayton. Wild card. Yes, ninth place. So there you go. Those are the results. Any highlights, anything that you kind of noticed that stood out this week? Uh, I mean, Brayton taking the whole shot in main one was pretty cool. Seeing yeah. him run up front. We didn't think Tomac had a chance to catch him. but 11th to first he, in that in, first main what, event. like 14 or 17 laps, so a short race. The guy race. was on fire. Yeah. Now, here's the thing, though. I just want you guys to remember, if you're listening or watching, I didn't have Tomac in my top spot. I watched qualifying. I had Webb in first. Tomac looks so good in qualifying. He's about a second ahead of Webb in qualifying, and Webb did not look good in the whoops. Mm -hmm. So I was like, you know what? I think it's going to happen. So I switched up, and it paid off for me. You so got to adjust. You got to adjust sometimes. Yeah. Watch qualifying. Look at their qualifying times. And, you know, if there's a big gap between them, it could be an indicator. But I in agree. any sense, it was good. Which is the complete opposite with Reed, which we had no idea. But yeah, that's but just he got good starts. <laughs> but, yeah, so Tomac coming from behind was awesome. There yep. was some, you know, some takeouts. Savachi and Muskin got together. Yeah, Barsha pushed back high in a berm. Yeah. Roxon and Wilson. So yeah. overall, it was pretty awesome night of racing. Yeah, it was good actually. racing. How about user stats? User stats. We had the highest average score of the year last week okay. of 29.8 points. So everybody was pretty happy. Still no perfect scores this year, though. Longest um, drought ever. Longest drought ever. So we need okay. something there. 18.5% had two picks right, so... Pretty good there, and only 0.11% had four picks, right? That was the best we had this week. 4.8 had the wild card correct, but we did also crack over a half million picks submitted this year so far, which is pretty cool. But no perfect scores. <laughs> no perfect scores. Wow. And then the really surprising to me is 42% had Tomac to win, mm -hmm. about the norm this year, but only 324 people had Reed. So there's all this <laughs> Reed army beating us up, beating everybody up, but... Nobody's really putting their money where their mouth is on this guy. It might be time. I don't know. Yeah. So Now, as far as user stats, also we were talking about earlier, we've got some fans. We haven't done a lot of shout-outs this year. Yeah. We apologize, but you've got a couple you want to throw out there. Um, Jared Rios hit us with a good question about long and short starts, so we Which, looked that up. We got your answers for you. Okay. Um, Sean, Sean Powell, Powell just stands out. That guy <laughs> gives us... If you the guys haven't seen it, down. if you look at the comments, he literally writes like a full page review and on the races. And it's good stuff. It's it good is. Stuff. It's pretty cool to watch. So. But we're going to be heading into Atlanta. But before we do that, injuries this week. Seeley, haven't heard yet, but I'd assume he's racing. Yeah, hopefully. It didn't sound too yeah. major. but Justin Barsha, he is out. He crashed practicing this week. He will not be lining up. Vince Freezy, Jason Anderson, Malcolm Stewart, and Benny Bloss, those guys are out. But the 800 of Michael Essie. 
I'm excited, dude. I'm like, we couldn't have enough storylines this year already. <laughs> now, Michael Essie's back. Here I we mean, go. I don't know what's going on. But let's get into it. Headed to Atlanta. Here it is. This is Track Trends. So, going into the Dirty Dirty. I looked at the track features. Uh, She's called the Dirty Dirty. The Dirty Dirty, the Dirty South. The dirty South. <laughs> we got Atlanta on the map right now. All right. I looked at the track map. It's got a huge start straight, um, interesting rhythm sections, 90 degree sand turn, and an over and under section that you were pretty excited about. Yeah, I think that sand turn, we saw it at Anaheim 2 was the last one, I believe, and it plagued a few riders. Aaron Plessinger went down there, Cole Seeley. So I like the sand section. I think it mixes it up. I like the over-unders. Long start straight, which takes us to Mr. Rios's question. Yeah, he asked, how do riders do on long starts compared to short, which is a really good question. I, I dug into it, and I looked at Glendale, Minneapolis, and Arlington, all that had the long starts, football stadiums, and two riders that were started in the top five at in those one. three rounds. Yep. There's only two riders that did it. Ken Roxon and Blake Baggett. So Ken Roxon started first, third, and second in those races, and Baggett started fourth, fourth, fifth. Interesting. So pretty interesting, and they were in the top five in those races, I'm pretty sure, unless uh, Minneapolis is where Baggett crashed. But Baggett won Glendale, though. Yeah, exactly. So that was a good stat for us to look up, really gave us some insight on our picks. All right. But 2017 highlights. Yeah, so that was a triple crown last year. Um, the track held up pretty good, so look for guys that are going to be strong in the whoop section. Mm -hmm. uh, Christian Craig spoiled the top five when he took fifth overall there last year. But your overall results last year there were Anderson, Muscan, Tomac, Brayton, and Christian Craig. Yep. And nobody's won a triple crown overall without winning at least one of the mains. That's right. Someone just looked at from all the triple crowns. Interesting. And another thing, just since we got done with our second triple crown last week, uh, Muscan has been in 15 triple crown races and only won one. I just had to get that. And he still hasn't led a lap this year. Still hasn't led a lap this year. Jeez. So he did good in Atlanta last year. We're hoping he busts out of it this Interesting. Year. Well, there it is. That's the track trans. Now, interesting, coming up later in the show, we have got the man, the legend, Jeff Emig, will be calling in, and he's going to give us some insight on Marvin Muscan and some of the top riders. So you're definitely going to stay around for that. We also do have that promo code coming up at the end of the yeah, show as well. Don't miss that. Do not miss it. But now let's get into it. Here it is. This is the Top Contenders. All right, so we have them on the table. Our top four contenders, easily the top four guys you should always have in your top five right here. They're the most picked, and we agree with it. We've so. got Cooper Webb, points leader still, Eli Tomac, Ken Rocks, and Marvin Muscan. Let's go through, talk about each one, help some people out here. What do yep. you got on Cooper Webb? Cooper Webb, I mean, this guy's on still doing something epic, even though he didn't win last week. He's, he's won or taken second in five of the last six rounds with four wins in that span. He's led laps in five of the last six rounds. Four hole shots, I Four saw. hole shots. He's just in first more than anybody. I mean, he's led 29.1% of all laps this season. And if, yeah. And I just even, don't see a reason not putting first. And right even now. last year when he wasn't having the best, you know, the best season he's had, you yeah. still look at his triple crowns in Atlanta. He did good. He finished second and third in the yeah. second and third. Yeah, he had a bad main. first. He got 14, but then he went 2-3. So he had good results last year. So I see him to do really well this week again. I agree. Yeah, and then he's won both, both East Coast rounds this year. Mm-hmm. So, so he's on a roll, no doubt. All right, but Tomac. Tomac. <laughs> Tomac got back. Tomac back. All right, so we already talked about his stats from last year a little bit, but he went 5-3-2 last year, so he did have a good showing. Mm -hmm. He Now, in last year, he won back-to-back -back races three separate times. So he can do it. So we all know Tomac can get on these runs and do really, really well. So mm -hmm. if he won again this weekend, I don't think too many people are going to be too no. shocked. And you look at what he did last week, going from 11th to 1st in that first main, 
And in that third main event, he got behind Roxon. I think he cruised it in for the victory. Yeah, they let him know he where he needed to be. He yep. got there. And he's won both races. He's qualified first this year. So yes. watch out for that. Ken, Ken Roxon. Go. Has the best average overall start of 3.89 and finish of third this year. Which is crazy, considering how much Webb has won, but Roxon still has a better overall finish Exactly. Average. And he's led... 39 laps, but no wins. I mean, oh, it's, gosh. it's crazy to even think about. But his finish is on the season. He hasn't won, but he's taken second third time, three times, third two times, fourth two times, and fifth one time. Mm -hmm. So he's been everywhere in there but first. And his average finish per gate drop, 3.1. And he's qualified eighth and finished second in both East Coast standard rounds. Interesting. So kind of weird. Now the man of mystery, Marvin Muscan. <laughs> Did not have a good showing last week. No, he's been kind of quiet. outside the top five. So on average, this is crazy. He has finished, on average, 0.87 places away from where he qualifies. And he hasn't finished more than two spots from where he's qualified the entire year. That is why you well, have since to. since round two. Or since round two. That is why you have to look at qualifying to see where some of these riders are finishing. Some riders, not such a big deal, like Roxon, But for Muscan and maybe Webb, Probably makes a much bigger difference. Really weird with these guys. He's qualified eighth, finished uh, third, or finished second in Roxon? both East Coast. Yeah. He's qualified third and finished third in both East Coast standards. So rims, Marv so. stays right where he qualifies. Interesting. Yeah, he had a good in Atlanta last year, too. Yeah, he, he finished second overall. Yeah, and he, and he qualified, qualified first. first. So it's still that same pattern that we're talking about right yeah. now. Qualifying is going to tell me everything I need to know about these guys. I think. All right. Well, there you go. You've seen it. Those are the top four contenders. All these riders are going to most likely be in everybody's top five picks. So take those stats, use them, and figure out what you're going to do. But next up, we got to talk about it. We've got a lot of them this year. we got to talk about those guys that can crack the top five. Here it is. This is our weekly spoilers. All right, so for this week's spoilers on the table, Blake Baggett, Joey Savacci, Chad Reed back in the conversation, mm -hmm. Justin Brayton, Dean Wilson. Let's it's it tough. Off. It's tough to pick these It guys. is tough, Let's but here's some good off. stats on this. Blake Baggett right now, he has finished in the top five every time he's qualified 12th or worse. I don't know why that makes sense or why, but Well, hey, for him it, it does. And also what's interesting is that we talked about it earlier in the three rounds this year where there's been long start trades on those football stadiums, Baggett's been in the top five all three times. Yep, after lap one. It's okay. huge. Yes, it is. And then also, he did lead six laps in the third main at Detroit. Mm -hmm. He's looking good. Okay. What do we got on Savachi here? Savachi, his two top five finishes have been on the East Coast this year. He took third in the second main in Detroit. He's led 14 laps this season, the fifth most. Has the fourth, fourth best average start per gate drop of any rider, which really surprised me. And he's moving up fast in that category. All right. And he started fourth or better in four of the last five gate drops. So he's up there, no doubt. But he's only cracked the top five when qualifying sixth or better. So that's kind of his tipping point. Interesting. All right. So Mr. Chad Reed, he has two top five finishes this year. Here's what's interesting. Last year, no top fives. He has more top five finishes than Aaron Plessinger, <laughs> Justin Barsha, Cole Seeley, and Brayton. You wouldn't. You would never have thought it's that. Like been watching Benjamin Button or something. I don't know what's going on, but he's <laughs> he's improving. So he is improving, and then you know his starts have been here and there. So as far as average finish by year, last year was thirteen point six five. Right now, as of two thousand nineteen, eight point eight eight. So his finishes are getting a lot better. Take this some year. momentum, give it to that man, watch him do it again. That's right. But the bad side, the good, bad, and ugly, his three starts in the long, the races with long starts were 12, 11, and 10. And he didn't finish in the top five in any of those. So interesting. Something to take away. Okay. Brayton. Justin Brayton. His East Coast standard round averages is starting 8.5, finishing 7.5, which isn't great. 
But with Barsha being out, with Sealy being hurt, it's going to move him up, no doubt. Okay. So his starting average of the Detroit Triple Crown was 5.67. So he might be on a roll and there. He almost won that first main. Yeah. And he was fourth overall in Atlanta last year at that Triple Crown. So All right. Decent and choice. The last one we have up here, Dean Wilson. He's fifth in points, but his average finish is 7.75. And he hasn't cracked the top five since Anaheim, too. Uh, it's no hate on him, but... I almost have to put him up here to say I don't feel comfortable with him in my top five yeah. at all. Not even a chance right now. And so. he's qualified 12th and finished 8th in both both of the East Coast standard rounds this year. Yeah, a lot of riders qualifying. So and if you have Dino finished. Wilson right now as maybe one of your top five guys, statistically not the strongest candidate for that. Longer shot, no doubt. But next up, we got to talk about it. This week's wild card. Christian, what position is it? 14th. Ooh, we got some good stats for that. Here it is. This is the wild card watch. All right, wild card this week, 14th. It's a tough one to pick. I like picking in that range, though. We've got our riders ranked from longest shot to best pick, in our opinion. Okay. I'm just going to say it real quick. The guy's taking 15th and 13th this year already. Since Lime, Martinez? Since Lime Gaty's kind of been on the decline, but anyways. All right. Michael Essie, you know we're going to hear his name 100 times, and it wouldn't surprise me. Prediction, Michael Essie will get one whole shot. Whether it's the LCQ, heat race, or the main event. Or practice. Or practice. Okay. <laughs> Michael Essie. One of them. But next. Kyle Chisholm. The guy's okay. last three standard round finishes, 14, 15, 17. He's around that range. Right ben there. LeMay, he's already taken a wild card this year. Yep. Average finish on the year is 17, but he's taken 15 twice. Yep. Justin Hill. Who would have thought this, this man would be in the conversation? This, this area. The Justins. Yeah, the Justins All right. have a wide range of where they can finish. Justin's average, Justin Hill's average finish this year is 13.17. He's finished 14th once and 13th three times. So he's in the range. Bogle just has a giant range of where he can finish. He's been from 4th to 20th. But he, his average is 14.25. Yeah, so his average puts him there, but who knows where his he's going to be. His spread is big, so <laughs> yeah, I don't know. He's got a wide range. All right, and then now, number one pick for the wild card. This yeah. is who I have this week, Tyler Bowers. Yeah, we put, um, or we looked at the lap charts from the Triple Crown last week, and he was in 14th, like, two-thirds of the yep. night. The so. man has been in 14th place for 59 laps this season. We know he's better than that, but that seems where he's living. So and I, he's taken I like 14th him. in the last two rounds. Yeah, I right. like him as my wild card. All I know is that Michael S is going to be laser focused. Oh, guaranteed. <laughs> well, there you have it. Those are some of our top picks for the wild card this week. What do you guys think we get it right? But now, you know what time it is. We got to get him on the phone. Talk to the man, the myth, the legend. Jeff Emig. Here it is, Between Two Burns with Jeff Emig. All right, so here he is. We have him on the phone, the man, the legend. This is Between Two Burns with Jeff Emig. What's happening, Jeff? Not too much. Just ready to talk some Supercross here for all of our Fantasy League uh, listeners. All right. Well, we're excited about it. Now, mm -hmm. before we get into it a little bit, you've actually had a new grip recently come out with ODI. Tell us about that real quick. Yeah, so I've produced another uh, V2 lock-on grip with ODI. Um, we're calling this one the Emig Pro. Um, really, really stoked about the design, but it is uh, um, soft compound. Um, it's got a little bit of a, a convex shape to it, so it's a little bit thicker in the middle than it is on the ends. So just really stoked about the look of the grip, the feel of the grip, and um, being a, a V2 lock-on, which is the ODI patented uh, design, we have the best lock-on slash clamp-on, non-glue-on 
grip um, um, uh, design in the world. And so just really excited to have my second product with ODI out. And uh, uh, the customers have really, um, really been happy with it too. I've gotten lots of great feedback. Right on. Well, I'll just say that I actually have a set on my bike right now, and I think you guys did a killer job. Sweet grip. All right. Yeah, they've been awesome. awesome. Well, let's get into the meat and potatoes. Let's talk some Supercross. So, oh, yeah. right now, it's been pretty wild. Tomac, Webb, they kind of got this battle going on, but Roxanne and Muskan are right there in the championship hunt. If you had to ch choose between Tomac and Webb this weekend, who would you put in your top spot? So, the fact that Roxanne and Muskan have been ultra-consistent, they've both won multiple 450 main events our fantasy players are not are not thinking that they're oh it's be considered for the win oh that's it's like 85 percent of people pick either webb or tomac yep. every week and, and muskan has not led a lap this year so he just doesn't quite have that confidence from the players i don't think but right now webb and tomac are hands down the two top pick riders so if you're going single main event Man, that's that is that is a tough one. I, I <laughs> Tomac is so hit and miss with his starts, yep. and I mean, I like at where the you're going. last race in the Triple Crown, he obviously showed more speed than anyone. I thought that it was an interesting weekend for Webb because you could tell that okay, I'm the points leader now. You know, uh, Ricky Carmichael and I, we were texting each other during the day. He's like, yeah, Webb is off the pace right now. He's really timid going into the whoops and really timid over the dragon's back, which is the, you know, the whoops going up yeah. like a little step up in a turn. And that's all commitment, and there's a lot of risk involved when you do that. Mm -hmm. So being the rider that's behind, once again, Tomac really performs well. And I know that he, he hates it when I talk about this uh, last year on the – broadcast on fox sports for monster energy supercross he he, he wasn't he, he didn't like some of my comments but you see how he operates when he's down in points tomac is really good mm -hmm. yep right? he's scary so webb is now in a position where now we're halfway through the series halfway through the championship all of a sudden you got it you, your mind starts creeping in there like okay don't mess up when yeah. you're behind, you're like, well, what do I have to lose? Yep. Right? And that's where Tomac rides really well. So do you think Tomac's got the upper hand for this weekend? I think I think for a single race win, sure. I think he does. I think he's got the speed. I think he has the confidence. Um, you, you, you just still can't count on Tomac being consistent enough to be the champion after 17 rounds. Hmm. He, he has to prove it. I... I I mean, when I look at uh, those four names and the, and the history of Webb, Roxanne, Muskan, and Tomac, I think when the pressure's on, and you can tell this is going to be a very pressure-filled championship for all four of these riders. Mm -hmm. I, in the end, if I was if, if if I had to put my money on it, I would say that Webb is going to go on to be your champion. And I know we're halfway through. I know. What I always say for a rider that's down in points, if you lose X amount of points in the first half of the season, you should be able to pick up that amount of points in the second half. Yeah. Um, and yes, in, in Detroit, Webb was a bit shaky in the beginning. He looked a little, a, a little, um, you know, conservative or, um, but what, 
what you saw is he battled through all of that. He had three main events to battle through sort of the nerves. I, I feel like they probably had a little bit of nerves going. He said he didn't like his the uh, uh, specs that they went with on his uh, chassis setup. Mm-hmm. And then by the end, he, he, he ends up winning the final main event. And I think that that was a big mental victory for Cooper Webb. Oh, no and doubt. with those victories come uh, belief. And that Tomac had the whole night dialed and then blows the start in the third race. And, and the comments were unbelievable um, because he's like midway through the race. He's sitting there, you, you know, thinking to himself, what am I doing? I need <laughs> yeah. to get my head out of my butt and I need <laughs> to put a charge on. And he, and yeah. he did that. Yep. So, you know, unfortunately, he ended up winning his uh, winning another uh, triple crown event. I forget how many that is now total, but but um, you know, so he kind of ended a bit maybe as a nice sort of consolation. But yeah. definitely, I would say that overall, he's got to feel pretty confident about how how the night went. And then Muscan and Roxon, on the other hand, I think they're just kind of right there playing it safe. Just where they haven't yep. made any big mistakes, you know? It's true. No doubt. Well, I, I, I like your thinking. I like Tomac for this weekend, too. But, yeah, Webb overall championship-wise, I think he might be the safer bet just looking off of, you know, what the story has been so far this year. You know, if I absolutely had to put my hard-earned cash, um, and I have to work for my money these days, <laughs> selling grips. Selling uh, grips. If I had to put grip money down, I think I'd put it on Webb after Ooh. 17 rounds. The grip uh, money on Webb. I'm going to have to agree I like with it. that. All right, that's really good information. Well, hey, man, we appreciate you calling in. It's always cool to hear from a past champion what Mm -hmm. his thoughts are. Some pretty cool insight on these riders, and I I agree with pretty much everything you said. Yeah, I like it. I like it, man. So, hey, man, thank you so much. Awesome grips. Congratulations on that. And uh, if you guys are listening or watching, go out and get a set of these Emic Pros because they rock. That's right. Yeah, and, and, uh, yeah, the Emic Pros available at Rocky Mountain MC. Parts, peril, and accessories. There you go. Ready. All right. That's what I'm talking Thanks, about. Thanks, <laughs> All right. We'll see you guys. We'll see you. And there stuff. you have it. Good stuff. Good stuff from the past champion, Jeff Emig. Now you know what time it is. Time to lock him in. Let's do it. All right, Christian, this week's picks. Before you lock him in, just got to say we lost some points to Jim and Daniel last, night, last week. We did. We did. We got to slam that door shut. I agree. All right. Tell us about this jerky you're eating Just right now. Just big shout out to Rich, maybe, the guy who won the Dunlop trip last year, hooked it up, sent us some jerky. So I feel like we won. Yeah, we win. Good All right. day. Good day for that. Tell me about your picks, though. Lock um, them in. I'm going back to Cooper Webb to win. He's just too consistent. Okay. Ken Roxon second. Blake Baggett, long start, I think favors him and Roxon is why I moved them up a lot. Okay. Eli Tomac fourth, Marvin fifth, Tyler Bowers. Wild card, 14. All what right, well, I'm going to just take what you just said and switch it up a little bit. I've got Eli Tumpmack, first place. He's going to repeat. He's done it multiple times. He'll do it again. Ken Rocks in second place. I've got Cooper Webb, third. Blake Baggett, fourth. Marvin Muscan, fifth. And then I've got Tyler Bowers as my wild card as well. We need to double up this week. And, the, yeah, it matters. Points matter this week. Jim and yep. Daniel from Race Day Live gained on us a little bit. Well, it's all right. I just feel like they creaked the door open to you know, see what's going bit. on. We need to slam that thing shut. Just yeah. close it. Shut them down. <laughs> All right. Well, there it is. There, 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 there it is. They are locked in. <laughs> Don't worry about that stumble. But now let's talk about why you want to be playing RM Fantasy SX. Let's talk about it. This is our prize recap. 
So before we get into the prizes this week, everybody's a winner because we have new offer code. Give you an extra ten percent off closeout gloves. Every time you say that, it reminds me of Oprah in her show. Everybody, everybody, every, yeah, right. everybody gets an offer code. This week's offer code is MX Glove Ten. Get an extra ten percent off all closeout gloves Friday and Saturday. And there you go. Get so, some new gloves. Yep. Weekly right. prizes. Weekly prizes. We got four sets of probably MX32 tires for first place, along with Supercross to the video game. Second place, 60 ATR2 helmet. That's a nice one. Third place, Pro Honda prize pack. Then Fly Racing, ASV levers, Fox Casual spending spree. Galfer's getting in there. A Cherubis MX9 with nips from Bell. Dirt Trickster Coney rear, spro rear sprocket. And, of course, 90... Rocky, Rocky Mountain, Mountain gift cards. Yep, huge right. prizes up this week. Then we have, of course, the yearly grand prizes still up for grabs. Um, top scorer for the year is going to take a race prep KTM 450 SXF. Second place, a race prep KTM 250 SXF. And then all sorts of prizes from trips to Moab, Monster Energy Cup, uh, Dunlop, Brock, Glover, Legend Ride, Fly Racing, Gear and Casual Package, Milestone Video Games, Console and TV, Motion Pro Tools, Tusk Impact Wheels, and Oakley Sunglasses and Goggles. So a lot up for grabs. A lot up for grabs. And remember, you don't have to play every week to win a weekly prize. So if you got a late start in the season, go to armfantasysx.com, create your free account. You can always win a weekly prize. Right. And don't forget, we are going to drop the two lowest scores at the end of the year. Mm -hmm. So if you've had a couple off rounds, don't stress about it. Just keep watching the show, using those stats, making yep. your picks. And winning some fantasy points. And make sure to join up in our group, uh, RM Fantasy SX Rivals. Yep. Compete with us. Talk, talk. smack. I like you want to do. We just want to hear from you. Well, hey, thanks for tuning in this week. I am Chase. I'm Christian. We'll see you next week.